Uh, welcome back to the Misty and Ike program. Every- <laughs> ah! I know you're trying to not. I can't say program anymore. It's okay. Episode okay. 165. Holy uh, crap. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We love our supporters. We love you all. <laughs> and as Joe Coy would say, and we like you. And we like you. And we like you. Um, what do you want to talk about today? I want to talk about Jack Kerouac. What's the, somebody referenced him in a song? What is he? He's like a YouTube influencer or something, right? <laughs> he was a creator. Yeah, I can't. He was the <laughs> first one to have a million subscribers, right? No, <laughs> he he was a creator before the kind of creators that we have now. He was like, you know, pretty original. Is creator. is he from the thing where people say, "Paint me like one of your French girls, Jack Kerouac"? That's actually Titanic. <laughs> and I'm on a pop culture show. We don't actually know if that was ever said on the Titanic boat at all. We don't know. Why'd they put it in the movie then? I thought that was a documentary. Because James Cameron is also a creator. He's on YouTube also. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack Kerouac Day, everybody. We're going to talk about Jack Kerouac and his friends. Happy birthday, Jack. He actually died on this day. <laughs> glad, glad you're dead, Jack. I'm Misty. And I'm Ike. For the next 15 minutes, we're going to debate pop culture. My background's in music. My background's in film. I know the topics beforehand. And I don't. We check the internet for the facts. And ruin it with opinions. From pop rocks in your lunchbox. To Happy Meal toys and swatch clocks. <laughs> now we are going to pay honor to you today, Jack Kerouac. On the day that you passed. Because that's what people do on the day that people pass. They pay honor to them. Pay. So we're going to, I'm going to teach you some things. Okay. Maybe you'll teach me some things about the Beatniks. If I just Google Jack Facts, do you think anything? I don't think that that's going to be it. But are we into the episode now? Yeah. Usually when I'm shaking my hands. Like oh, that's, that's what that is. That's the, I thought that was give just me you three seconds like a grand mal seizure no, or something. No, no. Jack, how do you spell okay. Kerouac? It's weird, right? Care. Uh, oh, K-E-R. K-E-R-O-U. Jack Kerouac facts. Oh, okay. So Jack Kerouac wrote On the Road and Dharma Bumps. Um, Whoa. He was one of the original authors along with. Allen Ginsberg and William S. Burroughs that started this entire counterculture movement in mm. the late 50s, early 60s. Um, what does counterculture mean? Means going against the norms of culture. Like what's going on in your culture, like in your environment right now, going the opposite direction of that. So we haven't been a pop culture show this no, whole time. No, we're a counterculture show. We're a pop counterculture show. We are, because we talk about people that just don't do things that are the norm. Wow. But then those things somehow morph into the norm, usually, which is what's weird about a counterculture movement. Wow, he was French as fuck, wasn't he? He was not French at all. Jean-Louis Lubres de Kerouac. <laughs> I that is not what it read. Yeah. I well, most articles that I read actually, I didn't do the like Wikipedia into him. I did the like, hey, I want to know about this group of people. French Canadian. Oh God, French Canadian. Yeah, his father was Baron Francois Louis Andre Lebris de Kerouac. Isn't it interesting how Jacques Le Bleu? <laughs> these, these dudes all have very rich parents. Rich parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then spent most of their days and nights in New York City. 
spending their parents' money? Smoking cigarettes, wearing all black, and spouting poetry about how they just really disliked. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're not wearing a beret. Not yet. Uh, Anyways, despite I, the fact yeah. that they did come from means, um, they like to speak about all of the things that they saw wrong with society. And I never had really like put it together in my head. In my mind, the the beats were just a subsector of like hippies, but they mm. came before hippies. They started hippies. Yeah. They wrote the beatnik Bible. Right. They were the guys that were just like, hey, society sucks and war sucks and all of this sucks. And, you know, we're in a post-war era. Little did they know that, you know, the 60s were coming. There was a whole new batch of wars yeah. on the way. There's never not wars. Never not wars because there's never not fighting over money. Did you know? That he typed up the novel on the road in one continuous roll of paper that was 120 feet long. I did know that. And That's I think that that is one of the absolute coolest things that I have ever heard. It's it's the equivalent of typing a one-line drawing. Did you also know? Oh, this is weird. There's a lot of weird things about these guys. Uh, whoa. Uh, in 1991. Whoa. Johnny Depp paid $15,000 for Jack... Kerouac's raincoat. That would not shock me at all. 91, that's probably the equivalent of like, I don't know, $300,000 today. How much did he pay for it then? 15000 Yeah, that seems cheap. It's probably 100000 I mean, that doesn't shock me because, you know, obviously Johnny Depp then later played Hunter S. Thompson, who also is kind of a, right. a, a side segue to these guys. He was more gonzo journalism, you know, 10, 15 years later. But he was very counterculture. You know, he was very much in the, like, Timothy Leary, like, LSD, you know, the San Francisco, um, the the ending of the hippies. And what happens to hippies after that? They turn into Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, because he, he ended up, uh, Fear and Loathing came out in 98. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, the original scroll that he typed on the road is reckoned to be worth between 10 and 20 million dollars. Yeah. I would not be surprised by that at all. Wow. I mean, it's I, like those two books, Dharma bums and on the road are looked at as uh, a changing point in society. Then like it was the, the first time that younger people like that were confident enough to speak their opinions on social injustices that they were seeing. Well, did they ever write a, Top 10 list of rare beanie babies as brought to you by Mental Floss. Sorry, the internet is just, it's, the internet is not doing its job this week. I think that maybe at some point we should take a Google class. A Google class? On how to Google things. We could probably properly. give a Google class after 165 you episodes. You would think. <laughs> right? Did you know that, you do you know what his childhood think. nickname was? I don't. What was it? Memory Babe. Because he remembered everything? I don't know. Do you want me to read this paragraph? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> a friend inspired him to be a writer. I, I'm not shocked by that at all. I mean, I, I'm assuming that you haven't read On the Road. It, I mean, it's like the, the quintessential, like, hey, I'm a early 20s. I'm going to hop and, you know, I'm going to go see things that, you know, that I've not seen before. And it's... Just this whole like coming of age, like this is I'm gonna figure out who I am 
So I'm, I'm not surprised that he was like heavily influenced by all the people around him and people that he met like throughout his life. Sorry, I just got deep into some murder shit. Uh-oh. Wait, Jack- some Jack Kerouac murder shit? Jack Kerouac got married to escape jail. In 1944, Whoa. future beat writer Lucen Carr murdered his friend David <sighs> With Kammerer. a knife. Carr claimed that Kramer Kammerer was gay and had been stalking him. Carr also said that Kammerer was continuously making advances on him, even okay. though Carr turned him down. Carr claimed that to protect himself, he had stabbed Kammerer. Camerer to death with his Boy Scout knife. Right. And they threw him in the Hudson. Uh, the, this type of excuse for murder would later become known as the gay panic defense. Yeah. It's it's actually been used a lot. Like, oh, I thought I was going to get attacked by a gay man. Uh, after <laughs> filling his pockets with rocks, Carr dumped his body in the Hudson River and then went to see his friends Jack Kerouac and William Burroughs. Carr said that he and Kerouac went to a nearby park to dispose of the evidence. Later, Kerouac was arrested and jailed as a material witness to the crime. Wow. Murder. Murder. And so he got married to stay out of jail? Well, Kerouac couldn't post bail, so he asked his girlfriend, Eddie Parker, to borrow the money from... (laughs) Eddie, Eddie. Eddie's a woman. A woman. It's Eddie. Hey, Eddie. It's Eddie Parker. Eddie Parker to borrow the money from her parents. Eddie, however, wouldn't do it unless he promised to marry her, which he did. Carol- oh, my God. Talk about the ultimate ultimatum. Yeah. Hey, you want to go to jail for murder or do you want to marry me? Right. You want to Fuck. Mar- Come on and marry your boy, Eddie. I mean, some scenarios I'd say just go to jail. Yeah. But- not this one. Wow. Eddie, however, wouldn't do it. Blah, 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 blah. Kerouac also said that they would move to Gross Point, Michigan, where he'd get a Ew. job to repay the loan. On August 22nd, Kerouac married Edie. <laughs> and was soon released. He made good on his promises, but their marriage would soon go downhill and was eventually annulled. Man. Okay, so what would you do? Well, he later wrote about it. So I'd probably write about it too. No, I, I mean, like if you were in that scenario. So your friend comes to you and was like, hey man, I just had a knife like our other friend. <laughs> would you help him dispose of the weapon? If it's in my top four, I'd bury the body. Okay. For them. Okay. While they Which is how I feel Kerouac, Burroughs, and Ginsburg were. Yeah. Okay. So if it's in my top four or five, I'd bury the body for you. You wouldn't even have to worry about it. And then you wouldn't know where it is, and I got you. Okay. If it's in my top ten, I'd help you bury the body. Okay. Anybody outside of that can go fuck themselves. Okay, so you wouldn't hide a weapon? Not for an acquaintance. But for my for my top, I don't think he was really an acquaintance. For my I top five, I, you know what? I don't need to be putting stuff out on the internet that incriminate me. So. <laughs> no, okay. Well, then let me ask you this one. So let's say that you you did indeed hypothetically hypothetically help hide this weapon, and you had to go to a, your lady friend mm. um, at the time. Any and of my ex girlfriends? Right, let's not consider any of them. Let's just go with future. Oh, the future ones are amazing. Exactly. All my future ladies. Right. If one of them said, yeah, I'll, I'll bail you out, but you got to marry me. <laughs> what would you do? Would you visit me in jail? I would. Yeah. yeah I'm going to jail. Yeah, I'd come. Oh, I'd come with a fucking roadcaster and we'd do an episode. Yeah. Misty and Ike from prison. Or I could just, I could just call in. <laughs> we just got our hands on the glass. Misty and Ike from prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Nope. That's the wrong way. <laughs> Uh, See the line in the middle? <laughs> oh. 
can't okay. go there. You got to go the other way. You got to go towards the wall. <laughs> I'm reaching onto your side. This is why people don't listen. This is why people don't listen. This is why, this is why people watch. That was really confusing for me. Like, try to look at the camera. It's backwards. Uh, I feel like we are... Willie Musburrows and Jack Kerouac. Yeah. Like, we've We're, taken these on the road trips. We've done these things. Well, I know, didn't write a continuous 100 million reel of paper uh, story about it, though. I should have, apparently. Well, uh, apparently, Kerouac liked to paint, like your boy here. I did not know that about him. Writing really wasn't didn't. Kerouac's only talent. The author was also an artist. He drew his first self-portrait when he was nine and created vast amounts of artwork. Working in everything from pencil to oils to watercolors as an adult. Like the characters in his novels, Kerouac often painted his artworks on people he met. Nope, he didn't paint them. He based them. Based them on people. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go to Kerouac's house? No, I'm tired of getting painted on, man. All Ugh. I can think every time you say Kerouac, and I don't know why, is Nick knack Paddywhack. And I think Nick Nack Nick Kerouac. Kerouac. <laughs> Give the Give dog, a, dog a, bone. a bone. That's pretty That's, funny. Which is totally not right. Um... Anyways. Kerouac was an influence on Hunter S. Thompson. You already said that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because when I started getting into this, like I said, I kind of thought that like the the hippies and the beats all were like in the same time era, but it comes out that they were before. So the beatnik guys actually influenced the hippies, which then turned into music. Did you know that the Beatles, the reason they spelled it B-E-A-T-L-E-S instead of B-E-E? was because of the beatnik generation. Interesting. They were so into Ginsburg and Kerouac and Burroughs that they they re, that's how they spelled the Beatles. Was because of that. And then you get somebody else whose birthday it is today, which is James Taylor, who has a very close association also with the Beatles. Like you had this entire era of Americana that came after the the hippies. Mm -hmm. You know, you had your like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, but then you had the era that was after that that was like James Taylor and Joni Mitchell and all of these like subculture, counterculture, pop culture, they, pop culture <laughs> that like came came out of those. And it's really interesting to see how they're all influenced by each other. You want to know how much he was worth? A lot. On the road. Oh, did he spend every bit of it? I hope so. Kerouac's literary estate is valued at about $10 million, a stark contrast to its value at the time of his death when all but two of his books were out of print and its net worth was an estimated $91. Wow. When he died, his... That's what I want to do. I want to... The day that I die, I want them to be like, you have 17 cents in the bank. And I oh. get... I spin it damn well i know exactly how to plan that out because i'll be retiring in vegas oh i was like are you gonna spend all my money in the next month and then kill me <laughs> no 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 no. i'm talking about my money when i when i retire in vegas and i have my suite at the cosmo when the money's gone i'm God. just gonna jump off the 66th floor yeah with like a squirrel suit i'm gonna try and make it into. <laughs> i'm gonna try and make it into the blasio fountain but i'm sure it doesn't go that far and i'll probably splat in the parking lot oh my god and that, folks, is episode 165 <laughs> of the Misty and Ike program. We learned I, who, who's burying bodies. We learned a lot about how Isaac's going to wear a squirrel suit, which I think is really the most important thing that came out of today's episode. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't want to wear a squirrel suit? I, 
I never did until now. You don't? Do you think you could make it from from the Cosmo to the Bellagio fountain in a squirrel suit? I mean, you're talking about the flying squirrel. Was the the arms will help you fly a little bit? Yeah, and it's got right? a tail between your yeah yeah a, a foil suit, wing foil. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's find out. We know enough <laughs> daredevil people to figure it out. Maybe yeah. we can jump off the roof. Give us a couple extra feet. I think maybe that might be a good idea. Let's go to Vegas and research it. Okay. Right uh, now? It's uh, Friday. Yep. It's Friday, guys. We got to go to Vegas for the weekend. Uh, <laughs> which we're recording this so far in advance. It actually might be true. It actually might be at that point. <laughs> actually, we don't know. We're going in two weeks for our executive producer's birthday. So That's we'll true. We are. Uh, well, I got to get back down to the beach. And I got to get not to the beach. All right. Well, have a Maybe beach. I might come to your house to the beach. Maybe. All right. Let's have a barbecue. Okay. All right. Mm, well, have a great weekend. Tell, tell us in the comments what you're going to do this weekend. And. Read a book. Because. Because it's not, it's Friday, not Friday. We messed it up again. <laughs> because it's Friday. We'll see you on Monday. Since it's Friday. Since, since it's, it's Friday. Friday we'll, we'll see you on, on Monday. Monday.